oftentimes the transformation is in the transaction. Whenever I've gone from dabbling into going all in, it's when I've paid. (laughs) So I listen to podcasts and books from lots of gurus in marketing business. The ones that I really follow through in is when it's my coach. Because when I pay, I pay attention. I listen to what they're teaching me. I am open. I am coachable. Right? I want to make the most out of my investment. So I am sure as hell I'm going to be taking action and then coming back to be supported as I'm integrating it. And naturally, you know, things are coming up as I'm learning by virtue of doing. Right? So I lean on that support to get better, to iterate, to drill down. With the other th- with the other people that I'm following, yes, I'm I'm taking advantage of the information and the resources these free resources. But like I said earlier, the moment it becomes tricky, the moment it becomes like, ah, mindset stuff comes up or this feels overwhelming, I leave it there and I move on to the next thing. We're surrounded with the message that entrepreneurship is the hard life, the stressful life, the burnout, hustling and pushing is par for the cause. And while scaling a business isn't without its challenges, I am passionate about showing women that we get to step into financial overflow doing what we love. I'm on a mission to not only help you scale your impact and your income, but also to support you in running your business in a way that allows you to reclaim time back to spend with the people that you care about most. Join me for interviews, trainings and musings on sales and marketing and mindset because I'm a firm believer that our businesses grow at the same rate that we do. I'm your host Naomi Powell, wife, mother, speaker and business coach and this is the Lifestyle Edit Podcast. Hi friends and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Edit Podcast. Today, I had it on my heart to talk to you about something that I've been thinking a lot about and reflecting about in my own personal growth journey over the past year. And it's all about the difference between going all in and dabbling, right? (laughs) Understanding things on an intellectual level and kind of dabbling with information versus going all in in. Because one of the things that I was really reflecting on in my own personal growth journey was that I was falling into the habit of dabbling, right? I was reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts, but not fully, truly integrating what I was learning. And I think people laugh about this in the personal growth space, where it's like you buy one book, that's why there's always even though the books may all be on the same topic, there is this appetite for just more, right? It's like, so long as I'm reading the personal growth book, naturally I must be growing, right? Um, And it's no, of course, knowledge is one thing, but applied knowledge is everything. And it really got me thinking about this, especially as I was coaching my clients about their clients and what is required in order for people to get results. I started diving into a lot of this and I started thinking about number one, what typically causes dabbling and what what is required for us to go all in. And when I was reflecting on it for myself, one of the reasons why I would dabble is that it was avoidance. It was procrastination. 
right? I could tell myself that I am being productive. I'm doing all of the things because I was acquiring all of this knowledge. And I think in many ways, it was about me procrastinating from taking messy action, right? Um, Carol Dweck has the book all about mindset and kind of growth mindsets. And she has this whole concept that is so fascinating where it's like sometimes when we have a a notion about ourselves, for example, that we're skilled in a certain way, when we have a fixed mindset, we often won't take risks or try new things because that whole self-identity could be challenged if we do something and we fall short. And I think in many ways, that was me. It was easier for me to theorize that, yeah, I've got this down pat, I get it, all of that stuff, than to actually apply it and for my results not to reflect that. And, you know, I've seen it even in the past when I've been working with clients who weren't necessarily my ideal clients. I discovered that later. And they would always say like things like, yeah, I know that, I know that. And I realized that I was having that reflected back in my client relationships because I was doing the same thing. I was like, yeah, I know that, I know that, I know that. And I had to give, do a really hard look in the mirror and say, realize that, No, we only know something when we fully, truly integrated it. When our results reflect that level of knowledge. And I was realizing that there are because of that self-preservation of that self-image, I wasn't taking action. And then my results were not reflecting all of the stuff that I'd been learning. And... It's funny because <laughs> I hear it a lot in the conversations that I have with entrepreneurs and clients even in the beginning of our coaching relationship. And they'll say to me, you know, Naomi, I am ready to do anything that I need to do to get my business off the ground. And as soon as we start talking about things, they'll be like, oh, no, but not that. Oh, no, but I'm afraid to show up consistently in my content. Oh, no, but I'm afraid to do this. Oh, no, that I'm, you know, that's going to be too hard. So, I'm not going to do that. It's going to take me too long to actually write intentional copy or content. What else can I do? (laughs) And that's the thing. Very often we say that we want to do all the things, but then very quickly we're like, no, I'll I'll do everything, but not that. Oh yeah, no, I really want to hit that goal, but not, not that. And you guys know that I'm all about alignment, but there gets to a point sometimes that we have to call ourselves out for our own excuses. And I really started to see this in my own behavior. And where I would tell myself, oh, no, I'm not going to do that because it's too hard. Or that kind of procrastination, that avoidance was happening. I realized that it's not that running a business is hard. It's not that scaling a business is not hard. I don't subscribe to a lot of the messages that we hear out there where they're like, oh, my God, it's so hard. No, that's a, that's a belief. That's a, a, a belief that's available. I just choose not to believe in that. I don't believe that running a business is hard. The strategies are there. Yes, it's about picking what feels in the most alignment to you. And yes, you have to be consistent, but consistency and hard are two different things. Yes, I need to follow through. Yes, I need to be in fully integrity. Yes, I need to embody this. It doesn't have to be hard. What it is very often is scary Doing new things is scary. (laughs) 
pushing what we believe is possible for us is scary. Starting something from zero, clicking record, clicking go live, doing your first webinar, sending your first pitch. These are all things that are not, not hard necessarily. They just require us to go through the finish line. It's just scary. It's just daunting because it's outside of our comfort zones. I want to quickly pause today's episode to invite you to join us in the Grow With Intention membership. This monthly coaching container is the place for online service providers ready to grow their business to the six-figure mark without overwhelm or hustle. The strategies I'm teaching every month in the membership are the exact strategies I've taught hundreds of clients, strategies that have helped countless women break the six-figure mark and beyond. I am collapsing time for you, sharing all the things you need to know to grow your online service business with ease. It's the first time I'm making these strategies available outside my high-level one-on-one and mastermind program. Every month in the membership, you'll get live trainings on topics like sales, marketing, strategic partnerships, and of course, mindset all the things you need to know to break that next income level. Every month, you will get a live content audit from me where you'll get feedback on your sales material, social media channels, and your copy. So there will never be a time where you don't know what to say to convert your subscribers and followers into paying clients and customers. Every month, you'll get a live Q&A call where you'll get all of your questions answered, not to mention hot seat coaching and daily support and prompts and accountability in our private Slack channel. If you know that now is your time, that you are ready to cross that next income level and step into that big vision, head to the show description for the link and come and join us. And when we dabble with information you can see that it becomes really easy to the moment that things get hard we can just go on to the next thing we're like ah I listened to that podcast about finances that told me that I need to check my finances I need to think about profit I need to think about this I sat down in my computer and then I saw all the numbers but ah this is scary so I'm gonna move on Can you see we're just dabbling with the information? Think about how many podcast episodes or books you read. And when I say you, I'm saying myself because I would do this all the time. And the moment it became scary, the moment like the mindset stuff would come up, I would just stop and I would just move on to the next thing. Right? Or the moment we don't really understand something or it feels like it's a bit too much, we move on to the same thing. And that's why over the past year or so, I've really reduced the amount of information from a business perspective that I am exposing myself to. Because I'm like, I really need to fully integrate what I'm learning before I move on. Because I realized that I was just dabbling with so many different ideas. And what that also did is it clouded my mind so much that I never had a level of clarity in what I was doing. It was always kind of like shiny penny syndrome that I was running on to the next thing. In doing that, that's where we start to get those kind of inconsistencies in action, inconsistencies with results, all of that great stuff, all of that stuff. And that's why when I'm working with clients, even as I've kind of done this work myself, when I've had any mindset stuff as it pertains to charging for my services, I always remind myself 
that oftentimes the transformation is in the transaction. Whenever I've gone from dabbling into going all in, it's when I've paid. (laughs) So I listen to podcasts and books from lots of gurus in marketing business. The ones that I really follow through in is when it's my coach. Because when I pay, I pay attention. I listen to what they're teaching me. I am open. I am coachable. Right? I want to make the most out of my investment. So I am sure as hell I'm going to be taking action and then coming back to be supported as I'm integrating it. And naturally, you know, things are coming up as I'm learning by virtue of doing right? So I lean on that support to get better, to iterate, to drill down. With the other thing, with the other people that I'm following, yes, I'm, I'm taking advantage of the information and the resources, these free resources. But like I said earlier, the moment it becomes tricky, the moment it becomes like, ah, mindset stuff comes up or this feels overwhelming, I leave it there and I move on to the next thing. So very often charging is part of that energy exchange. If you're feeling triggered about charging your clients, charging people right now, remember that that is part of them starting that commitment to going towards their desired transformation. Part of that is that commitment to them to do new habits get to that point where they have that urgent, compelling desire to follow through. And that follow through part is really important. I just did a program called a five day workshop series called Align Sales. And one of the things that we were talking about was about following up, following up with people. Somebody asked me, you know, how often do you how often do you follow up? How often do you like chase people? I feel really drained and like I'm pushing when I'm like having to chase people um, who've expressed an interest who ghost me. And my answer was, I don't. I don't. Why? The coaching starts then. The transformation starts in that initial interaction. I'm constantly reminding my clients that somebody who pays you, and remember your idol clients have the money to pay you and they're excited to invest. And the reason why they are is because they have an urgent, compelling desire to change. So they value the solution that you've created for them to overcome whatever challenge they're facing. Again, They have an urgent, compelling desire to change. So they are excited that you have come up with a solution to their problem. They're excited to invest in you. So what happens when we get into this need to chase somebody is that the urgent, compelling desire is not there yet. It's more comfortable for them to have the money than it is for them to change. We need it to be the other way around, that they have a the desire to transform their lives is more powerful than the pain of giving you the money to overcome the challenge. That's the biggest difference. So by us chasing them, 
we're almost manipulating them into taking action, kind of pressurizing them, convincing them to take action before they're ready to go all in. And that's also starts to come into how we start to have soul clients and people that we love working with. We need to increase our own standards. And that became one of my things. And don't get me wrong, in the past, there were times where, you know, you're so you desire so much to grow your business that even though it doesn't feel good having to chase, you're like, oh, but I just want that one more one-on-one client. I just want that one thing. So our desire to hit that goal is becomes the, the, the priority, right? Even though it doesn't feel good. I had to draw a line in my in the sand and be like, no, I want to work with clients who are all in. Because if we're starting our relationship like this now, then I'm constantly going to have to be chasing them because they never had the desire to go all in from the beginning. So because I became the empowered coach, because I raised my standards, I became the empowered service provider. That's been reflected now in the people that I work with. I'm not chasing anyone. So those people who are coming, who are raising their hands when I put offers out there are people who are ready to go all in. So you can see that when we stop dabbling, when we raise our standards and we become the embodiment, that gets reflected in our clients. We start to attract clients that go all in. That's the biggest difference between dabbling. The power and the The transformation is in the transaction. And when we start to realize that us taking these strides and going all in, taking messy and aligned action, again, I'm going to say this for time immemorial, the worst that can happen is we fall short. We've experienced that before. That's where leading ourselves through the scary times of going all in comes in. Building that muscle of that emotional mastery reconnecting with our desires that becomes so important every day one of my habits is before I start my day I reconnect with my desires why am I doing this why am I putting myself through this when it feels uncomfortable when I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and I keep connecting back to the desire sitting with the belief right sitting with why I'm doing this, sitting with who gains, who is, who is set to benefit by me following through, by me going all in. What happens to these people that I could potentially serve by me not following through on the commitments that I make for myself? So I wanted to share this in case you were thinking, you know, as we're like halfway through the year and you're reflecting on what you want the rest of the year to look like, to just sit and think, am I dabbling? What are some of the ways that I can go all in? And in doing so, and truly embodying that, you can start calling in the types of clients who are also ready to go all in. As always, I love continuing these conversations that we have on the podcast over in Instagram. So definitely come and connect with me. I am just at the Lifestyle Edit. Drop me a DM. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. And I will see you on the next episode. So that's it for this week's episode of the Lifestyle Edit podcast. 
You can download more episodes of this podcast and subscribe in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you enjoyed what you heard, we would love a review or recommendation. It's the number one way for us to share these stories and insights with as many creative female entrepreneurs as possible. And don't forget, all the information on how to join the TLE community is in the show notes or simply head to thelifestyleedit.com to sign up.